Hi everyone again, and now we're going to start with a new episode of the Ancillaura Grazen Army podcast. Today you have a double episode, and this time around I'm joined again by the great Clinton Large. Hi Clinton! Hello! I wish I was always introduced as the great Clinton Large. Like I've been just like at the dentist and they're like, oh, I'm welcoming the great Clinton Large for your dental cleaning. So I'm just going to manifest that. Yeah, that would be like a great boost to your ego, right? My incredibly small ego, yes, yes. Oh, you have a small ego? No, not even close. <laughs> okay, so Clinton, what? How, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. I was just in Maui for 23 days, Hawaii. Uh, I got back uh, two days ago. So I'm tanned, I'm blonde, I'm sad to be back in the cold. I I would like to say something to to those who are listening to us. I don't know if you follow Clinton Large on his Instagram. And I I mean, I'm going to leave you his Instagram handle when in the description of the episode. Because, you know, Clinton, I have to admit that when I was on Instagram in these past few days, I kept seeing you uh, and your boyfriend, you know, uh, like uh, in these sunny beaches. And I was like... Oh my God, he's living the best life. And I was so jealous and sometimes envious, you know? So, yeah, it was really hard sometimes waking up, <laughs> ready to go to job, to, to work and see you just chilling out with friends, with a drink in front of you. It was, yeah, it, it was devastating, but no, I'm kidding. I'm, I, I was happy for you. I was happy for you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a blast. It was so funny, too, because it was only supposed to be a 16-day trip, and then my flight got canceled, and I, my aunt and uncle have a place there, and I'm like, I have a free place to stay. I tried to leave, and my flight got canceled. I'm taking this as a sign I'm supposed to stay an extra week, so then I stayed an extra week. Oh, my God. How did you do with, I, I don't know, like, work, or how did you <laughs> arrange things? I work online most of the time anyways, because I run a tutoring company. So running the company I can do online, 80% of my lessons are online. There were just like four or five in-person lessons that were supposed to happen that I just moved to online. And when I told them that my flight was canceled and that, you know, I was staying next week, it was also because every single flight home, there were no red eyes left, uh, would have me miss a day of work. And it was right before spring break. So kids had lessons that were really important to them that they didn't want to miss because they had tests and stuff that week. So it was also because I didn't want to miss lessons with them on a really important time for them. I had the capability to do online and why not stay? So it was yeah. a, it was a, it was a happy incident in the end. I was very pleased to stay 23 days there. Yeah. I suppose at first you're panic, you panic because you say, oh no, I cannot, I cannot stay here more. And then it becomes, as you said, like a perfect little accident. Yeah, and I work for myself. If I worked for somebody else, I'm sure they'd be like, get home. So, yeah. 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 And yeah. how are you doing? You were just in Milan for work today. Yeah, yeah. I got back from Milan today and this afternoon, and here I am recording. This just proves how dedicated I am to the to Grey's Anatomy, right? I don't, I don't think I know anybody more dedicated than you, especially since you've been there from the beginning. Yeah, but my fate, I have to admit, is shaking. Now that Meredith is gone, it, I'm like, oh, am I supposed to continue watching it? What should I do? So oh, that's yeah. what we'll decide today. Today's going to be the deciding day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the episode, we'll decide if, if we will continue to watch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so here we are to talk about episode nine of season 19, which is called Love Don't Cost a Thing. And I'm going to do a little recap. 
Simone is met with a life-changing decision upon the return of someone from her past. Blue and Jules shadow Maggie on a risky case, while Joe and Link tend to a pregnant woman. At the internause, Lucas and Mika throw a party filled with surprises. Ta-da! So, first question I want to ask you, Clinton. How's okay. it going with the show? So, the last time we talked, you were, like, in, and you were like, hmm, I'm going to wait and see what happens. So now yeah, because I was liking I was liking the soft reboot, but I was uncertain for the future. Right, and now we are living the future. What do you think about this present? It is a lot of the storylines feel forced. Like they're really they're like how like okay. Uh, I'm gonna say something. You're gonna be mad. I don't think Meredith Gray has played a very big role in these last few seasons. And so, and I was like, she's leaving. And I was like, okay, well, like, honestly, it hasn't been very much about her anyways. She's hardly been there. And there's still been really interesting storylines. So I'm like, okay, it should be fine. But I feel like besides the younger interns, they're really grasping at straws to keep everyone engaged, like the baby biting or, you know, Teddy and Owen are still fighting a ton. And then there was that scene where like Bailey and her husband were like, kind of fighting at the end and he was like imagine we're back to work i don't know it just it seemed like everything was really really forced or link's storyline it just felt like everything was really really forced that's my that's my general consensus how about you well i completely agree with you and i'm no i'm not mad because you about the thing that you said about Meredith. because i agree with you she hasn't played a central role a central role in these past few years but the point is that it's even though she was like sidelined she was still there and she was the glue for me. She was the reason I kept, you know, I kept being invested. But right now, like while I watched the interns party at the intern house, Meredith's house, I was like, am I supposed to care about these people? You know, mm. I mean, I, I think it was a good episode. I think it was a solid episode. I think it had a little bit of everything, a little bit of, of heartbreaking romance, a little bit of awkward very gray situations. I'm talking about that scene between Simone, Lucas, and her boyfriend. So I think he had medicine, he had a compelling case. So, but, you know, I agree with you that it, it was a little bit forced. And the other thing is, again, Meredith was not there. And I felt like, like something was missing. Like I, I was watching people doing things and wondering why I was watching them, which is not a good sign. Mm -hmm. And do you think that the thing you were missing was Meredith? Like, do you think if she was there, even with a very, excuse me, a B line or C line storyline, that you think that would have made it that much better? I don't think it would have improved that much the episode because I think that the quality of this show has, you know, declined since I think since season ten, maybe no, maybe since season twelve. So I don't think it would have changed, you know, the quality of the episode, but I would be more invested in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Because okay. that's just for the nostalgia of Meredith. That's, yeah, that's what's missing for me. And I think that was also the reason why ABC didn't want to let her go all these years, because, you know, she's the show in a way. And now it's like I'm watching a reboot and I'm like, I, I can feel the tuning is for money, so I'm a little bit mad. And then, you know what, since, okay, I'm going to confess something. So, as we said at the beginning of the episode, I love Grey's Anatomy very much. And mm -hmm. it's like, 
you know, I, I, in my first recording of that of, of 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 this podcast with Jasmine, I told her that this is the longest relationship I ever have had in a way, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the point is that sometimes when you are in a toxic relationship, a little bit. I mean, I don't know if toxic is the right word, but you <laughs> want to cling to something, you know because you want to keep loving that person. So what I'm doing right now with the Grace episodes is that I'm rewatch, I'm watching the episode two times because the first time I'm like, mm. the second time I like the episode better, you know, because I know what's coming. And so I'm forcing myself a little bit. I'm waiting what happens until the end of the season. I'm waiting until Marith returns and I'm waiting to see if something feels, if things, for me, change. And I, I think that, it, that it, <clears throat> what you said before, when you said that storylines were a little bit forced, because, you know, I was watching, for example, the patient storyline, right? This couple who she has a tumor and she has to get, and she has to have, you know, two surgeries and they don't have any money, they're broke. Uh, mm -hmm. So they decide mm -hmm. to, you know, to, to divorce in order, you know, to, to have less problems in the future with money problems anyway. And the point is that they exchange vows while divorcing each other. And that scene was played for cry. I mean, for, for people to, to have a good cry, but I couldn't cry. And now that you, you tell me that's why I was not crying because he felt forced. I mm -hmm. think that maybe was the biggest flawed episode. Interesting, because I think I'm different in the sense that I thought that was the saving grace of the episode. Maybe not that scene, but that storyline. Like, I really, hmm. I, don't know, I just appreciated that storyline. The four storylines for me were about all of the older characters that have been here a long time. And also some of the stuff around, like, Griffith and the fiancé and stuff. Like, I just felt like a lot of that was forced. But I wasn't thinking about the actual medical storylines. Mm -hmm. Besides that, because now that Wilson is in an OBGYN, that there is just tons of babies all over the season now. I don't know if you've noticed, every episode has a new baby-related thing yeah. to keep her involved. Yeah. And also, as you, as you said, you know, why would an attending be being all night uh, with a woman who is having uh, a baby? it's not believable that he he the link held her hand the entire i know just the, oh you can't leave i can't let go like that was okay that felt like something that's 3 a.m the script is due by four and the person's just like i'm so tired uh, i can't i can't oh yeah it was like the writer saying okay we have to find a way to have lincoln join the same room and they found the most contributed way, I think, that was it. So literally, Kate, okay, this is just, I think, showing the comparison of the writing. When I was in grade 11 in high school, we did a social studies project where we recreated in a little drama skit three key meetings in Canadian history or whatever. And my friend who wrote it, because she's a good writer, it was, again, it was late. She was tired. She didn't know how to transition from the second skit to the third. So what she wrote was, we all laugh. And us laughing is the transition between the second and third skit. And I feel like that's exactly what this was. It was a 16-year-old grade 11, 3 a.m. decision of, um, um, uh, can't let go of his hand. Uh, sure, done. Easy. That's very funny. That's a funny story, Clinton. Yeah, 
And I think it describes perfectly the, the situation. So let's go back to the intern party, okay? Okay. The biggest storyline was about, you know, Simone, Lucas, and her boyfriend. I mean... So we've had an intern party before. This isn't our first one. No, I think this is like our third one. I remember I remember in season one for uh, the party that Easy decided to, to throw for her boyfriend, even though she didn't show up. And, yeah. uh, and we had that amazing moment between Meredith and Derek when, when she says to him, take me for a ride. That is amazing. That is an amazing scene. And then we have, I think, a party in season eight when they pass the boards, the exams. I remember that. Oh, right. And they were getting the calls being like, I passed, I passed, I passed. And then poor April. Yeah. April got the shit end of the stick on that. I'm still mad about that. Yeah, you're right. And then I think we have this party, which, I mean, a lot of things happened. You know, the script, the summary said that it was a party with, with surprises. And we had a lot of surprises. So basically at the end of the episode, Simone is engaged. Levi met a new love interest. Mika mm-hmm. and uh, Elm are m- bonding, and and Lucas is our broken was our broken. So I would start with the triangle of it all. You know, we're. Mm-hmm. About, I, mean, I I think that is in this new iteration of the show, Simone and Lucas are the new Meredith and Gray, uh, Mer- Meredith and Derek. And I feel like the the scene they they shared in the be- in the in the bedroom, Meredith's bedroom, right before they were about to have sex. I think it was a pretty interesting scene because I felt I felt the chemistry, and I and and also when when Simone's boyfriend knocked at the door, it was such a cringe moment. Mm-hmm. What what do you think about this couple? What I mean about Simone and Lucas, and and about this new engagement of Simone, which was actually an old engagement, but you know. Let's say I here. thought Lucas handled it well because it's true they were engaged. He just showed up, and although they have heat and chemistry, like he's like we haven't known each other that long. We haven't gone out, right? Like they were engaged. Like that means something more than just that little fling they were having. So I think he handled it well with the like, if you love him, you should be with him, and I'll be sad, and that's okay. What I hated about that storyline, I think, was the fiance, like. Like he abandons her, lets her leave, doesn't support her in this obviously horrible thing and just says like, oh, you should have kept her cool, which like gaslighting. And then it's just I think the proposal was really manipulative because like obviously in my mind, it's been six months, right? It's been six months since she's been kicked out of that program, placed into a new one and is taking some time to get to it. It's been it's been about that. And the fact that he hasn't showed up since and then just shows up and then just proposes. I I was mad. Oh. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was very mad. Also because- I'm always was, right. Okay. You're always right, Clinton. We have to, no, I mean, okay. You, you're going to have to say an impopular opinion now about this show, about this episode. An impopular opinion about this episode because I'm always right. Uh, my unpopular opinion is yeah. that the best storyline in the whole episode was about the kids biting each other. Not the parents part, just the kids biting each other. Best part of the episode. That is a good and popular opinion. <laughs> and also a funny one. So, okay, from now on, every time I have you on the podcast, we're going to have this segment. Clinton's Perfect. popular opinion, okay? 
Cool. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm going to prep it every time now. The problem I have with this triangle is that it feels like I already know where it's going. You know, I already know that they're, they're gonna, they're about to get Simone and, uh, oh, what's his name? Trey. Simone and Trey will, you know, continue to be in a relationship. And meanwhile, Lucas and Simone will still long for each other, blah, 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 blah. Been there, done that. It's like, I repeat, that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel exactly. It's exactly that's what I thought. It was a repeat. And like, yes, the fiance thing is kind of new, but it feels very much like like Allison just showing up, being like, Oh, you're screwing my husband. Oh, you're screwing you my fiance. Say, like Did you just say Allison instead of Addison? Addison, Addison. I just woke up. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Addison, I'm so sorry. I'm not always right. I'm usually wrong. Um, but we've like you said, we've We've seen it. We've been there and we know how it's going to end. And that's why it feels like bad writing. It feels like, like if this literally, if this was a grade 11 project, it'd be like, oh, cool. Because you have to practice writing things that have like kind of already been written to like flex your writing skills. And then you go for your new idea, but like nothing, nothing is new. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that to me feels exciting, and I've said this from the beginning of season 19, but I really feel it. I am invested in in Mika Yasuda. I just feel like she feels the strongest one of the bunch. I feel like she feels real. I think she has great comedic comedic timing. Uh, I really like her, and that's why I'm so sorry that they are pairing up. They they're pairing her, her up with uh, Elm. Not because I don't like Elm, but because she has been. Do you have a thing against lesbians? Is that what's going on? Oh my God, don't even change. I'm a gay man. Why would I? No, no, of course not. No, what I'm saying is that I feel like um, what has always been, you know, in the back, the show in the back burner, writers were never interested in developing a personality for her. No, I think it's too late. I would like to have a new character, a new girl coming to Seattle or the hospital and, and shake things up, you know? Right. Anyway, right. I might even like a Yasuda Teddy affair. I wouldn't mind it. No, I'm over affairs. I'm over cheating. It's boring. It's okay. okay we but get what it. about like what about Amelia and Yasuda? They could be a fun couple. No, only if it was a thruple. I'm down for them to thruple. With yeah. Kai. Thruple. That, yeah. That, 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 that would work as well. It yeah. would be new. It would be it would be exciting. Yeah. Right. They also, I forgot Kai existed. Like like they popped up and I was like, oh shoot, right? Like that's a person we're supposed to care about. Yeah, right. What about them? I mean, I feel like Kai is, I mean, that's the question that I have also towards season 19. You have a, a couple, Amelia and Kai, and Kai, and Kai, sorry, uh, which is very loved like by everyone. And the question is, why are not uh, are aren't they using them more? Why aren't they writing a story for them? Was if they literally want a storyline where a guy can't let go of a girl's hand, he doesn't know, so he can spend the whole night helping her deliver a baby. Why can't they find a reason to bring Kai to Seattle Grace? Exactly. I just don't get it. And it feels like this season, nothing has happened to Amelia because even though we have seen Amelia being the wise person and blah, 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 the point is that w this show thrives on romances, on drama, and Amelia is just watching everybody else having drama right now and being the same one, right? Yeah, it might be cooler if she was trying to do like 
Zoom sex or something with Kai and then get walked in on. Like, I don't know, making it a little more romancy, a little more dramatic. Okay. Also, I just call it Seattle Grace, and it definitely hasn't been called that in a very long time. Yeah, Clinton. Good morning. Grace no. Little Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I, uh, I, I think I would like to have you as a writer on this show, you know? Because that, honestly, that was a great idea. I just had doing a Zoom sex thing yeah. because they're doing long distance and then gets walked in on by her nephew of all people. Boom. Great storyline. That would be great. And also, I also liked your idea about a frapple. You know, we haven't had it. Why not? We haven't had it. We haven't. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? You know what? If we were going really wild, all of the uh, the couples, all the adult couples, they're like older and stuff. They go to a swinging party. That's what we want. So basically, it's not an ABC show anymore. It's going to become an HBO show. <laughs> you write it, um, the new Game of Thrones, basically. Exactly. As they fight for who's going to be the chief, they all go to a swinger party. That's what I'm going <laughs> for. Okay, so what about Levi and his new boyfriend? I mean, not the new Okay, boy. before we talk about that, I mean, I, I forgot because I'm tired, but also I forgot what happened to Nico. Did he leave in season 17, 18? When did he leave? I just basically disappeared. And then a few episodes ago, I, I mean, no, last episode, Link told Joe that he's with the USA Mariners, the, the team. Right, yeah, the Mariners. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the baseball yeah. team. Yeah, the baseball team, yeah. But he basically disappeared from Levi's life. And you know what? I I hated him so much that I just, I'm just so happy that he's out of the picture. But I was always... He was so pretty, though. <laughs> he was so pretty. Yeah, he was very, very pretty. But also, but such a toxic, a toxic person. And but also, I have to say that I was hoping that it, they would they would have brought back you know vaccine guy. Do you remember him? From yes, I was just thinking that. Like, if you're gonna bring a new love interest for uh, uh, Schmidt, like bring back the vaccine dude. Like he was super sweet and he was super into Levi. What I will say though is that I love that Schmidt is still like finding like. I'm not going to say love, but he's still finding like connection with people and stuff, even though he's gained some weight just because in the gay community, like that can be like a death sentence on your love life because we are the most mean community, I think, when it comes to that kind of stuff. And so I'm really glad that they're showing like positive love experiences for Schmidt. Okay. Can can I say something about this story? You know, there, there was a guy, I mean, I'm in a relationship, so I'm... I, I I wasn't about to cheat on him. No, that's not it. But I was in a bar. And so basically I was talking to, to this guy and nothing was happening. It was just a conversation, you know, between two people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a fat person. I, I'm, I think a thin person, but it's not something that I'm pride, proud of. I don't do exercise, nothing. I just, you know, that's how I'm built. But mm-hmm. you know, now that I'm growing older, I'm, going to be in May 33. I have a little bit of, oh my God, what's the word? Help me. A little bit of a, a belly, a little bit of Yeah, chub. a little bit, like a little bit. And, but just a little bit. And this guy told me, oh, you're, get, you're putting on a belly. And I was like, what? And you're oh right. My God. We are. Did you even know him? No, I didn't know him. I didn't that's know. so rude. Okay, I want to say something. I don't have a belly, but that's not the point of the story. The point is that even if I had a belly, who 
who the fuck cares? And I was thinking about this because you're right. We are like the meanest community when it comes to this kind of topic. Just the mm -hmm, mean. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to see a character like Levi who has gained some weight. Have It, it should be maybe something they could explore more, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it also reminds me that the show is fiction. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a fun one. Funny one. Okay. Teddy and Owen, are they done? Are they about to be? Oh, God. I, all I could think of, so there was that one scene near the end where Teddy's like washing dishes and Owen just like walks away. And all I could think of is back to Teddy who just pined and pined and loved Owen so much. And it was literally like the be careful what you wish for, because obviously I'm not going to get into it, but I'm not an Owen fan. And then she's with Owen and it's just like horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I have and to. And I'm over it. Like, bring they, back I, or I, go I, to couples therapy, do something, you know? I think they're both in the wrong here. You know, he made us. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's just one. Like, it takes two people to fight. Like, I'm not, I'm not blaming Owen. I just, it was just the thought of like, like, she wanted it so desperately and then gets it. And now they're both just miserable. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to be endgame at the end of the day. And I think they will find their way back to each other. But yeah, now it's becoming pretty stale to see them bickering at each other, biting each other, like every episode. I'm and it's just to have a story. And that's, I mean, it feels forced. They're still fighting over something that is like old to us now. They still talk about the suspended medical license, but there's no updates or scenes around it. So it just like, I don't know, just feels off. Yeah, I agree with you. Also, because every fight that the couples are having, having right now, they, they, they feel forced. I'm talking about Megan Winston. I'm talking about also Ben and Bailey this episode. Why are they starting a fight? Just because Bailey has a work life? What? Yeah, it makes me wonder like if something had been happening in Station 19, because I haven't watched Station 19 in a couple seasons. Uh, I've been meaning to, it's just not on the streaming services here. Since the one where there was that boating accident, where like, okay, spoiler for Station 19 a couple seasons ago, Ben falls off a boat. I'm assuming he's fine because he showed up today in Grace. But like, that one where he fell off the boat or whatever, like, I haven't seen anything since that. Yeah, no, basically nothing, nothing particular happened that could justify this situation, except for the fact that, you know, Ben now is, he doesn't take risky calls just because he doesn't want something bad to happen to him. I don't know, but it just feels forced, this fight, because what's Bailey supposed to do? Not work? Stay at home to take care of Prue? I mean, it feels a little bit offensive, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, so he's I, taking away his wife's agency, or he's wanting to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's what I was talking about, about the fact that all these fights feel contributed in early grace you were with the couples you when kelly and arizona thought you 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 had a side and sometimes you you believed both of them and you were with both of them and the same with meredith and eric and also christina owen christina and owen i mean when christina decided to have an abortion you you, you knew that i mean of course i was on christina's side but i could see owen's point meaning that if that character felt that way, felt authentic, I I might have not agreed with him, you know, but he felt like a genuine person. Mm -hmm. Now, this doesn't feel anymore like it. It feels like it's just contrived drama, you know? Literally, it's just, it's a, yeah, that's a great way to phrase it. It's just fake force drama. Yeah. 
Okay, Clinton, let's get to my favorite part. What was your favorite quote or scene from the episode? Oh God, I forgot to do this. Clinton. You know what? It's super, super... I think you said you hated it, but I think it actually is the divorce, the medical divorce for two reasons. One, it did get me. It was very emotional. But two, I think that's just a reality for some people that we don't always show. Like before gay marriage was legal or in places where it's still not, like a lot of times one partner would adopt the other one for multiple reasons. One, to feel like the sense of family. And two, for even things like if they pass away, it makes like inheriting and st estates and stuff easier, right? Than just being two people who live together who aren't legally married like it was for the taxing and those kinds of purposes and so i think it just showed that that maybe isn't in most mainstream societies like yeah sometimes people get medical divorces um because that's what will help them and i don't think that's necessarily been like talked about yet that much okay now i'm starting to like that scene thank you clinton for changing clinton's always right i know i know so at the end of the day clinton is always right uh, what about my favorite scene or quote? I think it was related to Owen and Teddy. So when... Of course. No, no, no. I don't love them as a character, you know, but I, uh, you know, they had a funny line. So basically, at one point, Teddy tells Owen that Ellison bites Prue because she's taking after him. And after... Uh, <laughs> and Owen says something like, oh, thank God, she's not taking after you since she's too young to have an alcoholic, an alcohol problem. You know, I thought that was a funny line. That was funny. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Another okay, favorite was probably when they were fighting for Chief and Shepard walks in and she's like making all these outrageous demands and stuff. And she's like, oh, I never wanted Chief. Like, I was just barely something in here. Like, that was good. That was the last episode. Yeah, that was the last episode thing. Yeah. Oh, was that episode? Okay, I watched three episodes in a row last night. Oh, that's a, okay. So you were okay, right? You were on vacation, so you're forgiven. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much, Clinton, for for being with us, and I cannot wait to hear to have your next unpopular opinion. Um, I'm thinking of it now. Thinking of it now. <laughs> and that's our show. And uh, if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at DanceItOutPod and on Instagram at Anatomy. Thank you, Clinton. Thank you for having me. Until next time, I'm Giuseppe, and this is Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. Mm -hmm.